are Broke Dude Podcast. I'm Jed, Chris, Jake, Blake, and this is episode episode 162. Thinking about Ruth already, huh? Yep. I think the two is what threw me threw me off. I'm fucking tired, dude. This week has kicked my ass. <laughs> yeah, it's also kicked Ruth Bedrickensburg's ass. Too soon. Too soon. No, I, I didn't mean that disrespectfully, although it I mean, sounded... Technically, it came did. out disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, unfortunate. Literally, just a couple hours ago, it got got announced she passed away. For uh, pancreatic cancer. Pancreatic cancer. Yeah, I hear that's a bitch. Who is that? Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Su- Supreme, Supreme Court, Court Justice. Justice. Mm. I think the only no, there's two fe- was two female. Uh, Sonia Mayor. Was the other one that I know offhand, but I think there's, I think there might have been a third one too. I'm not 100 percent sure. She was old as fuck. I think she was the oldest one after Scalia died. Last 89, something like that. Was she 87? I think. I don't know. She's 87. Yeah, she was going strong too, man. Oh yeah, champion I, for equal rights. She um, uh, just a badass woman in general. 2020 was just a shit year. <laughs> like she was, she was in and out of the hospital. It seems and. She'd be healthy and then sick and then healthy. And it's, no, I mean, the fact that she made it to 87 with pancreatic cancer is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't even know what a pancreas does. I assume it uh, gets cancer and kills you. Apparently, <laughs> but you can't live without it. Fuck if I know, probably not. I mean, stupid human organ system. Yeah. Uh, so to lighten things up a little bit. Uh, I got a Woody Brother for you guys. This one's good, I promise. I promise. <laughs> That's what you say about every <laughs> single one. Hey, I've had a couple good ones. I've had a couple good ones. Yeah. So, would you rather get a lap dance from your mom or make fun of a kid with a soft palate for not being able to whistle in public? Obviously, make fun of the kid. Yeah. In public? Yeah. Because we're going to make fun of the kid regardless. I've probably, I mean, I've probably done that anyways. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what, was the, what was the first one? Get a lap dance from your mom. Oh, hands down, lap dance. <laughs> really? You wouldn't make fun of a kid with the soft palate for yes, not being I able to would. whistle? Yes, <laughs> I was going to say. It's like, hold up. You got some shit you need to work out there, Blake? <laughs> no. I thought you guys were a little more respectful than that. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> I try <Have> you, to be. <laughs> have you been here for 160 episodes? Nah, that's my first one. <laughs> All right. So, uh, lately on the... Uh, DC Cinematic Universe subreddit. I've been seeing a lot of posts about Ray Fisher and uh, these celebrities coming to his defense about the treatment of the cast and crew on Joss Whedon's set for the reshoots of uh, Justice League. First things first, who is Ray Fisher? He was Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Cyborg. The black guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only like black guy in the... Like the one DC. in, um, oh, fuck, what's that? The Netflix guy, that black guy. The Netflix guy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of black guys on Netflix. <sighs> Never mind. <clears throat> Just go. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Hold they on. All, they don't all up. look the same, Blake. <laughs> all right, while you're doing that, um, so he's been, uh, categorizing the treatment of of people on the set as gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. 
He uh, tweeted this on July 1st of this year. Mm-hmm. You find out who it is? Who are you talking about? Blake? Damn, he's only a year older than me. No? Okay. Um, so, uh, he claims that Whedon was essentially enabled by Jeff Johns and John Berg, which are the producers for the movies. Mm-hmm. And Jeff John writes comics and shit like that. Yeah, shitload of them. Which kind of sucks that... Yeah, because he was one of my favorite mm-hmm. DC authors. I mean, The Blackest Night. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> that dude wrote The Blackest Night. That's unfortunate. Um, among the allegations toward Whedon, <clears throat> he, uh, apparently he threatened Gal Gadot's career if she didn't film a scene where Flash falls into her boobs. God, that's gross. Wow. Yeah. How do you even have, like, how can you even say that and not feel like a piece of shit? Like, I don't, I don't, I well, can't We'll, we'll go into depth on why he doesn't feel like a piece of shit here okay. in a bit. But, I, I mean, the fact that he thinks he can get away with that, I'm, right after, like, I mean, it, we're just a couple of years removed from Harvey Weinstein getting. I mean, clearly he's getting away. He's gotten away with it so far. Yeah, like well, it makes me uncomfortable just you saying that. Yeah. Like, I could never say, "Hey, you know, you're probably not going to go very much further if you don't do this scene." I would never say that. Yeah, yeah, I, I doubt it was as that's some rapey as like, soft porn director shit. But uh, apparently, Ben Affleck uh, staged a walkout over long hours. For the reshoots. Um, Fisher said he's speaking out. Uh, after speaking out, the president of the DC Films called him and attempted to throw Whedon and Berg under the bus in the hopes that he would relent on Jeff Johns. Uh, apparently he didn't. Clearly he didn't. Yeah. Because it's... Uh, like, I understand Jeff Johns is a, is a cash cow for, for DC Comics, but he shouldn't get special treatment when it comes to this type of shit. He should be held accountable. Oh, yeah. As much as I... Love his his comic his, his work runs his his. Yeah. It's just uh, so. Is anyone else backing Ray or yeah yeah good? Well, and that's the thing too is like like I on one hand I can understand Jeff Johns being very adamant about his quote unquote property, you know his story his mm-hmm. the things that he's he's put so much time and effort into, but to take it to that extreme, it, it's unnecessary. See, there's a difference between being this, an asshole when it comes to things not being written how you envision them, mm-hmm. and what they allowed Whedon to do to allegedly do. Yeah, that's that's not under the same guise as. Well, not only that, there's yeah. ways you can go about it. Pulling pulling her off to the side and be like, "Hey, are you comfortable with this? Is you know the direction I'm wanting to go with this? Are you comfortable with doing this? If not." We can make arrangements and do things else, mm-hmm. but see, I I feel like dude, Whedon's got has such a big head from the fucking Marvel shit. And he's like, nah, we're doing it my way. They brought me in to do this. Film. I could see that. Well, and and I mean, he was huge before Marvel too. Yeah, with like Firefly, Firefly, Buffy. Yeah, uh, and we'll get into some of the shit that happens on those two. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I didn't hadn't known what happened, why Snyder had left, or I don't think I had. But apparently his his daughter died mm. during filming, so he he uh, pretty good reason to leave. Yeah, and the way uh, excuse me, the way DC made it sound or WB made it sound was that uh, Zach hit up Whedon like, "Hey man, will you go finish this for me?" Because I remember hearing that, yeah, hearing that exact narrative. 
But after reading some of the uh, articles and shit, that's not what happened. Yeah. WB was like, hey, no, man, you didn't finish this because you're so good and blah, blah, blah. Let's suck your dick a little bit. Mm. Uh, it's, it's crazy because there's people that were working on the set that uh, have said, dude was just trashing Zach's film. Like the film we all worked on, he's trashing it in front of us. Yeah. And that would make anybody uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Like, and especially with the, the vast difference in the tone that you see in the Justice League now compared to what you're going to see in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Like, it, I'll go into, on that film here in a bit. It's like, so it, it fucking pisses me off. I, dude. S- I still haven't watched the one that they initially released yet. So, is this I, the one Affleck and everybody was in? Mm hmm. Well, the second I'm one. sure he would have been like, nah. Who? Affleck would not have been okay with any of this. Like he had a contract, man. No, he, he staged a walkout. There was a, they were doing like their press tour and shit. There's a video of uh, Affleck, Momoa, and Fisher. And Fisher's talking about, uh, fucking what's his dick? Uh, Whedon. Yeah. And talking about, oh yeah, he's like being, keeping up appearances. Yeah. And you can see Afrik and Momoa just go. Uh, yeah. Like they, they looked like a oh. Didn't Affleck have some director producing thing in that in that movie? No, it was for a Batman movie. Oh, okay. But okay. I think uh all this shit that happened with Whedon kinda soured him on that. Yeah, which would make sense because pretty much walked away from Batman after the Justice League, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would make sense. It all makes sense, sense now. Yeah. Uh, He's like, man, fuck this. It ain't worth it. I'll go d- write and direct my own movies and star in them. Yeah, and uh, apparently, according to Fisher, um, the DC president, the uh, DC Films president, whatever, mm-hmm. called him into his office and essentially belittled him for trying to speak up about this. He admonished him and his agents' attempt to take the grievances through the chain of command, like doing things the right way. He said, "No, you're wrong for doing this." Yeah, even though they. That's how they're supposed to do it. Yeah, but that's I, that feels like some leftover Hollywood shit, like some old school Hollywood shit, where it's. I mean, the times have changed so much that these old white guys just can't get a handle on that. You can't be a fucking dick anymore, or people are going to find out, and you're going to start losing huge chunks of money real fast. You know? Yeah, like these actors aren't afraid of not getting these roles anymore. Yeah, they should. Oh, you're going to fucking blackball me? <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. 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 It's just like with hip hop, you fucking put your own shit out, mm-hmm. become independent. Oh yeah. Um, so WB released a statement. Um, they said that what the DC Films president said to uh, Fisher over the phone as far as throwing people under the bus never happened. Of course. They said that the reason uh, Fisher was in the office, why he was upset, was because of creative differences in how his uh, his uh, kind of redo on the script for his part wasn't implemented mm-hmm. or at all, period. And uh, they were just essentially trying to fucking blow his accountability like tr- make him inc- incredible or, yeah he's he's already incredible for doing this like, make <laughs> yeah. it sound but, like he's just whining or something yeah yeah just Didn't like being a way. spoiled hollywood bitch yeah typical corporate pr bullshit statement mm-hmm. yeah and then they're uh they hired a quote-unquote independent third-party investigator to look into all this stuff yeah 
Which is bullshit every time you hear and, that. Yeah. <laughs> and and they claim that Fisher's not uh, cooperating with them. Yeah. That he hasn't met with them. He hasn't returned calls, stuff like that. But Fisher goes to Twitter and is like, no, nah, I'm not meeting with them because that investigator has been cherry picking people who he interviews. Mm-hmm. He interviews people. And then sometimes if it's not what they want to hear, they don't worry about it. They don't call him back. They ghost him. Mm-hmm. They just say, fuck it. Yeah. We're not doing that. That's exactly what I'm saying. If a corporation hires an independent, quote unquote, third party, it's it's bullshit. It's 100% bullshit. It, it always is. Yeah. So in response to the creative differences claim made by WB, uh, Fisher tweeted, it's really a shame that WB willfully chose to publicly undermine the seriousness of the toxicity and abuse that myself and others had reported to WBHR and labor relations. They tried to minimize me by being an actor with petty creative differences. They failed. So essentially he he's calling them out on their bullshit. And I mean, what if you file a complaint with HR, that shit has to be on file. Mm-hmm. Like they can't just, I don't know. Sorry, we don't have it. Well, it, right? I, I heard a, 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 a good point somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but HR is not there to protect you. It's mm-hmm. there to protect the company from you. Right. So yeah. they will find any loophole they can to fudge the numbers or fudge the records on anything. You know, it's the HR doesn't work for the employees. It works for the company, yeah. you know? So that's, that's probably what's going on there. They took the, the HR claim, they wiped their ass with it and they fucking tossed it in the trash can. You know, the WB is not going to give a shit about those actual allegations or reported problems from an actor. If it looks bad for the company. So Fisher also said that uh, one of the persons that was implicated in this actually texted or called him and apologized for what happened. Yeah. So I don't. He didn't say who. No, obviously yeah. not. I mean, it's it would. Uh, I, I think how he's playing it is smart by not giving specifics mm-hmm. because he doesn't want that to turn into a, some some fucked up narrative that oh no, he's not really doing this because people are already on Reddit like. Well, we don't know what's really going on. How do we know who to believe? It's like, I mean, you had a point, but at the same time, we've seen how corporations treat yeah. people who work for them mm-hmm. and how they try to to muddy the water with shit. Yeah, Nine times of, out of ten, you want to you want to believe the accuser. Yeah, a lot of us live it every day. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> oh yeah, see definitely it, see it everywhere. And and that's the cr- crazy thing to me. These people that refuse to believe it. It's like you go through this shit. It's just on a micro scale compared to that. You know, like you literally live this shit and you don't want to believe it because they're mega famous. Like that, that makes no sense to me. Yeah. Uh, apparently he was, uh, he says there's been a couple of attempts by WB to kind of, uh, take away from the narrative by announcing, uh, Affleck returning for as Batman in the flash movie. Yeah. Um, uh, Momoa doing a voice for Fla- for Frosty the Snowman in a live action movie. <laughs> what? So, I mean, first that's good news, I guess. Affleck returning as Batman, but well, here's it doesn't thing. take away from anything. Are they working with Josh Whedon? No, and exactly. the funny thing is, that's that's probably why they're doing it. You know, they're getting a big paycheck, and they don't have to deal with w- probably one of the biggest problems they had to deal with on the, on the Justice League. If if you cut out the the cancer, people can survive. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. Like I wouldn't be mad if uh, the Snyder cut became canon. Because before I get into Joss Whedon himself, the 
tone in Justice League was so fucking annoying. Yeah. It was so jokey, jokey haha, mm-hmm. which is different than uh, uh, Batman versus Superman, which had, which had some moments of levity. Yeah. But other than that, it was more of a serious tone movie. Did Snyder do Batman versus Superman? Yeah, he did yeah. Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Um, the Whedon did uh, Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. I hated that movie. Which is widely regarded as one of the worst of the Marvel series. Yes, because fucking Ultron was all jokey jokey. Mm-hmm. Ultron is not fucking jokey jokey. Yeah. That, that's what pisses me off about that movie is that the antagonist or yeah the antagonist was you couldn't fucking take him seriously because mm-hmm. he was oh there ain't no strings on me fuck out of here wonder <laughs> yeah. kid bread yeah. it's just which is funny because at the same time you, like takawatiti did the was it the third thor movie ragnarok no was it no it wasn't ragnarok was it yeah what it was third more it was more of a comedy yeah yeah and that's one of the most beloved of the marvel movies yeah you know so it's it's weird that dichotomy but also takawatiti is just a fantastic writer and director like literally everything that man touches turns to gold and originally i didn't like ragnarok because ragnarok the end of the world probably shouldn't be a a jokey jokey yeah watching it for what it was i liked it Mm -hmm. it's just going in you have these expectations of being like oh this whole world changing event um so apparently Joss Whedon is a pretty shitty person. This is according to people who know him personally and other actors that he's worked with. Yeah. Um, on the f- uh, Buffy and Angel, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, uh, Charisma Carpenter's character was killed off apparently because she was pregnant. She got her character killed off and fired from the show essentially because she got pregnant. And she said Joss didn't like that. He got mad because I was pregnant. Um... There was a time where uh, the dude, what's his name? The dude that played Spike, I just James uh, Masters. Yeah. There was supposed to be a scene where he uh, attempts to rape Buffy in a bathroom, but can't go through with it, and he goes on this journey of self-finding, introspection, after almost having raped somebody. Mm-hmm. And he came out and said after that, like he said, I'm not sure it was expressed what the author was intending on that score or hold on i'm not sure it was expressed what the author was intending and on that score it was not successful i think it was a big risk for everybody essentially saying yeah that was not the play doc yeah yeah you you don't want to simplify sympathize with a attempted raper yeah yeah and on fly firefly one of the canceled episode or canceled parts of the season Mm -hmm. uh there was a character who was supposed to get gang raped to teach the main characters a lesson in slut shaming what yeah she was supposed to get gang raped to make the main character uh what's his name nathan fillion yeah his character feel bad about slut shaming her how does that correlate what i, I don't know man what oh like, my god the article i said there's been a theme with him about using rape as a lesson for men to to grow and be better people instead of because so, i i've used so is it, he pushing that like foreshadowing what he's going through into that it sounds like he's got a rape fantasy yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like we all know quentin tarantino has a foot fetish yeah 
Like he puts I mean, in his he, film. He sure. makes no qualms. No, about he that. does not. That's not a big deal. <laughs> that's not as weird. I don't want to see Uma, Thur- Uma Thurman's gross ass toes, Ugh. but at the same time, I Google get it. Your big like, toe. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to be fucking weirded out by that. Yeah, Jesus. Christ. Reading that, I was like, to stop sl- that that has nothing to do with the tone of the rest of the series no. either. Like, why it would you throw weird. that in there? Because I'd never seen Firefly, but I've seen like shit clips and shit. Yeah, and I know that's not really the tone. No, that's not at all the tone. <laughs> but like, gay, maybe a a rape. Not even that. But a gang rape. Yeah, like it, that show is. It's a solid PG-13, and a rape scene would take it to a hard R. Does and it guy, does not make any sense. Does this guy hang out with Louis C.K., you think? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, uh, hey, Louis C.K. asks before he takes it. <laughs> yeah. True, okay. True. And he just jerks off in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> Still some weird shit. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, apparently, Whedon's wife, uh, 2017, uh, ex-wife, I'm sorry, in uh, a 2017 article called him a fake feminist. And talked about his infidelities. There was a a uh, excerpt in there. I think she said that had a letter that Joss had w- written her, mm-hmm. and it said, uh, "What was it? It's like these people were giving me all this power and all this all this control, and I have all these fruits out here that I can't touch, and it's tough for me." Mm. And she's like, "Well, turns out he was touching." God. So just he's a. Scumbag is what really? it sounds like. I, I, uh, people have been going in. Fucking Jason Momoa, uh, on Instagram the other day released a, uh, uh, an Instagram post that said, uh, this shit has to stop. It needs to be looked at. Ray Fisher and everyone else who experienced what happened under the watch of WB needs proper investigating. And he's like, it's going in. Mm-hmm. Like, I stand with Fisher has been a, a hashtag on a, or I stand with Ray Fisher, sorry, has been a hashtag on Twitter and Instagram for a couple weeks now, I think. Yeah. So, I don't know what uh, what's going to come of this. I mean, even Momoa said serious shit went down. And if, if uh, him threatening Gal Gadot's career for not doing the boob gag... Uh, isn't serious mm-hmm. then I would like I would be interested to see what ha- to know what actually happened yeah see hear what el- what else went down that they're not releasing not talking yeah. about like there's even rumors of him wanting to put fart gags in there I mean that's not bad but that's just shitty taste but it, <laughs> it's not a fucking Wolf Arrow movie yeah that's true <laughs> it's it's the Justice League it's the Justice League what are you doing with fart gags like who who's gonna do the fart gags like who Dark Superman, side? Superman, obviously. Yeah, clearly. He uh, is the, ben the Affleck falls to the ground and farts. Oh, good thing I wore my black suit. <laughs> God. At least I'm not wearing hockey pants. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Just seeing all this and hearing, how, seeing how the Snyder Cut trailer, seeing how different, the how tone many is. tone, different tone and the different shots that are in there mm-hmm. that weren't in Justice League. Like, there is no way... Snyder cut is worse than that. I was wondering why you guys were so amped about a Snyder's cut. I was like, what does that mean? First of all, I like Zack Snyder as a director. He did 300. Well, uh, no, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, didn't he do the movie? Like, in my mind, I'm like, didn't he already do the movie? Why would 
he re-release a whole movie and name it Snyder's Cut. Like, I didn't understand. Yeah. That it's edited Right. Yeah. So now hearing all this, I see why everyone's so pumped about seeing it. So And then having watched Justice League, I was thoroughly disappointed. (laughs) I I think a lot of people were. I've I've heard some good from it, but it's mostly bad, the narrative that I hear from it. Like I said, I still haven't watched it just because I, I... didn't really have a huge interest in Batfleck, and I didn't, I didn't get really excited. Which I love DC, and it bummed me out that I didn't get excited about Justice League. But I never really got excited about it. I love the casting of Jason Momoa, uh, Gal Gadot in the first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie was great. I'm excited for 1984 or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it is. She plays a fantastic Wonder Woman. Um, I think they got the kid from the Flash TV show in that Justice League, and I didn't mind the Flash TV show. In the Zack Snyder's one? No, and well, just the, in, in the Justice, Justice League movie? Yeah. No, that's a different one. Ezra Miller? One. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, I, I didn't mind the Flash from the, the TV show, so if it was the same kid. But for some reason, I just I could not get excited about this one. And I think it was before it came out, hearing all the shit about Snyder starting it, but not finishing it and the reshoots and then the reshoots and everything is just like i don't i don't even want to see this shit (laughs) like i just have a feeling it's going to be a train wreck if 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 the production was such a train wreck the movie itself is going to be a train wreck and looking back on it seeing how uh seeing why cavill didn't want to shave his mustache like knowing if uh, i assume that that played a part Whedon being a a piece of shit playing a part played a part in him not wanting to well he contractually couldn't because he oh, was film- it, no, he was filming a different he just movie. Didn't want to. No, he was no. filming a different movie when they started didn't doing need the reshoots for, for Fallout. It, was it Fallout that he was doing? Yeah, Mission Impossible. I, was it that? Yeah, because oh. he does that little badass fucking arm cocking thing. It was pretty badass, to be honest. <laughs> he cocks his arms. Yeah, like they're fighting in the bathroom, and he just fucking gets up and just like cocks his arms and then goes up and fucking punches <laughs> this dude. It was pretty slick. Uh. Apparently, Whedon had was uh, in line to write Batgirl. Thank God he didn't. Yeah, Batgirl could you imagine? Raped. Yeah, Batgirl became Batgirl because she got gang raped by fifteen aliens <laughs> and Batman. Yeah, and just the way there was uh, someone shared a script. It was in one of the articles, I think. And just the way, he, oh, he was supposed to do Wonder Woman too. Yeah, the and first just, one, or yeah, and the way he he described Wonder Woman was more like a fucking horny. 15 year old kids fan fiction just oh she had these voluptuous curves and these flowing hair with such supple breasts <sighs> like, that's not the point of wonder woman motherfucker. not at all not at all and it's amazing that when was wonder woman created in like the 60s uh sure so we'll, we'll say the 60s she was created it's amazing that comic book writers in that time didn't describe her in that way when it was more socially acceptable for them to to objectify women yeah and nowadays there's dudes still doing that and completely missing the point of the character at all like it's just uh old people need to die god damn it some of them most of them yeah let's be real most of them do 1942 1942 so even further back than i thought 1942, they, they weren't described women. like that. Yeah. Well, that was during women, World War II, right? Yeah, women were appliances back then. <laughs> Wasn't that during World War II, though? Was that during or right before? Uh, ish. 
somewhere in there. Yeah, during World War II. During. Yeah, so then that makes sense that Wonder Woman came about because women were having to go out to the workforce because the men were fighting and dying yeah. by the billions. Over-exaggeration. <laughs> pulling, yeah, pulling numbers out of his ass. That's, I don't that's even know I if do. there were a billion people in 1942. <laughs> I don't know. There was a lot less Jews back then. Oh, God. Uncalled for. I was just going to say, there's about 30 million less. <laughs> but you beat me to the punch. I mean, that's if we assumed it happened. That's if we assumed the Holocaust happened. Uh, there's been no proof. Were you there? Oh, you're one of those guys that Were you at the Holocaust when it happened? Because I wasn't there. I don't know if it happened. These history books are full of lies, probably. My dad wasn't even alive then. <laughs> We used to own slaves. So that that's really all. Josh Whedon, Whedon is a piece of shit. Essentially, it, that's what I'm gathering. And Jeff Johns allowed it, which bums me out too. Yeah. I, um, that's It's one of those cases where it's like, how do you separate the art from the artist? You know, because I, I love Firefly and I love Jeff Johns comic book work. Well, See, I think the difference between being an artist and being just a perv though. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing is like, how do you separate it? Because I don't know if I can go back and watch Firefly without thinking of Josh Whedon being a complete, without Josh Reed mm -hmm. thinking about Josh Whedon wanting to do a gang rape scene in that show. (laughs) True. You know, like it's, it's going to be hard to, and you'll be looking for shit now when you ever watch something by him. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Where's that rape scene? I know it's coming. It kind of circles back around to the R. Kelly thing. Yeah, I was going to say that Mm -hmm. too. It's, you know, his music's fucking phenomenal, but yeah. then you find out how much of a piece of shit he is. It's like... It puts the, it puts his music in context. It does. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that really applies with Jeff Johns. No. Like, you can still... You can, you can still watch it because it's art. the actors that made that shit. Well, Jeff Johns is a comic book yeah. oh, writer. okay. Yeah, he's talking about the, the, the producer that oh, allowed okay, okay, Josh yeah. Whedon yeah. to get, get away with this shit. But, like, I can, e- I can more easily separate the art from the person when it comes to Jeff Johns and I could with R. Kelly mm-hmm. knowing that he's fucking raped women and underage girls and shit like that. Yeah. Who's to say those songs that he wrote weren't about those underage girls. Yeah. Whereas you can say, who's going to say the books that uh, the novels that Jeff Johns wrote aren't about Joss Whedon being a piece of shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like, Oh, Sinestro. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. That was Josh Whedon all along. <laughs> yeah. Just living in fear. But it's... I hope something comes of this because the the DCEU could be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There's so much good stories in their, their catalog and they keep going back to the same trash well mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And there's a reason that we'll never catch up to Marvel. I well, don't I don't think they happen. have to. I've said this before, but I don't think they have to catch up. There's... There's really no catching up yeah, that's true. with movies. That is true. They're they're trying to though, and that's the problem. Yeah, they're tra- they because I said we've said this before is they tried to emulate Marvel too fast. Mm-hmm. Like they had what Marvel uh, had an eight year plan and yeah they're one to solo imp- film with DC implement that in <laughs> fucking three yeah, movies. Has DC work. movies even come close to Marvel's? No, 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 not not at all. Except I mean, for the I mean the Dark Knight trilogy was the. The well, uh, the second one, um, name is escaping me. The Dark, Dark Knight. Knight, yeah, 
uh, that one was like the highest grossing until Marvel started doing it. Oh, okay. Thing. And it also wasn't part of an extended universe. Yeah, that was a three movie trilogy, yeah. and then it, that was it. You had a good, solid beginning. So there wasn't uh, all the shit that Marvel did. No. D- no. How come DC hasn't done anything like that? I, I don't. Really, they do. It's just animated. Uh, yeah, that's true. And they're really fucking good. Yeah. And their biggest property is Batman by a long shot. Like the the Superman movies were big in the eighties, but they went really fucking bad really yeah. quick. Superman, uh, Search for Hope or whatever. Yeah, and I think they had one Swamp Thing movie that was kind of middle of the road. It never did really outstanding numbers, and then it was just Batman for like most of the nineties. But they switched who played Batman so much they couldn't follow a focused narrative, and the directors changed so much, and the tone of those movies changes so much. That they couldn't really follow an extended universe with it. Mm-hmm. Plus, just the extended universe idea didn't really exist until the Marvel Universe started. Does DC have enough characters like Marvel? Oh, does? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface with Marvel's characters. Oh. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, I- technically, X Men is part of the Marvel Universe, but it wasn't, it was owned by a different company by until Fox. just now. Uh, I think okay. this year that Marvel reacquired the rights to them. Or, oh, well, the Disney's coming out. Yeah, Disney, Disney acquired Fox, and so now they own the mm. the okay. X Men rights. Yeah, and now technically X Men can be a part of the MCU because uh, uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, fuck what's his Quicksilver? name Quicksilver are technically mutants, but they couldn't call them mutants. They're Magneto's kids because they didn't have the rights to the word mutant. Because Fox had the rights to the word mutant. What yeah, the fuck. So if you watch, uh, what movie was it? Oh, is it the with the kid, uh, the fucking the fast kid? And, yeah, the uh, post credit scenes. Yeah, where chicks doing the block thing. Yeah, what did they call him? They couldn't call him mutants. They called him uh, Inhumans. No, it was fuck. What was? It? I don't remember what it was called. I, don't know. I didn't but, know that. Or they're they're gifted or something like that. They couldn't use mutants. Yeah, Qu- uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are Magneto's children. Huh. In yeah. the comics, I don't know about. Yeah, in the MCU, can't be in the MCU. Uh, yeah. So how the fuck do they end up with Captain America? Well, apparently in the comics, there like a lot of X Men join the Avengers at certain points. Like Wolverine's a big part of the Avengers in a couple of storylines. Like a big part of the Avengers. You know what? I think they should throw Wolverine in and take Banner out. The Hulk. Yeah. The Hulk's too big. I mean, literally and physically. Yeah. I'd rather see. I would. I want to see the old man Logan story play out, where Hulk is the like last surviving superhero, and he's become inbred, and but, started making like he's become a supervillain. But Logan's dead. Yeah, I know that they killed him off, but they're gonna bring him back within. Since now, the, the X Men are part of the MCU, because huh. that's a different timeline. That's the thing that's beautiful about comics is you can have infinite universes and connect them. How I don't you like want. thinking that way though. I mean, it's well, it's, it's like kind of lazy story ter- storytelling, honestly. But at the same time, it, it allows you to like technically all the Batman movies that exist can exist in the same multiverse. They're not connected in any way, but they're all still Batman because it's the you know. Just my, in my opinion, it just allows for too many shitty movies. That's true, but not necessarily. Like in, in my, like personally, I don't think it's it's uh, it's lazy story writing. It it gives you the ability to 
to make a black Superman, to make a a, a gay Superman. I get push that. to have that, that stuff. Yeah. And if something takes off, you can like with Earth too. With Miles Morales. Yeah. Stuff know? like that. If something takes off, you can try shit. Yeah. You have the freedom to to try creative shit like Miles Morales. Well, like a, well, one of the most popular story storylines going in comics right now is the the deceased story where like I haven't Earth One. Earth One is basically turned into zombies, and only a couple of superheroes have moved from Earth One into a different uh, universe. And now they're trying to go back and cure all the the cannibalistic superheroes that, like, Superman's a cannibal. Uh, I think Flash <laughs> is a cannibal. Like, they all get infected with this fucking virus. Uh, it's I think it's the anti life anti life matter virus or some shit. And uh, they start becoming essentially zombies, and they're just they're super powered fucking zombies, you know. So. And, but apparently that storyline is fucking fantastic and it's hugely popular right now. So you could have that and you could have normal, typical Justice League shit going mm-hmm. on and they just exist in different universes, you know? And you could, it, if you're good enough, like the comic book writers are, like you can put little things in to intertwine them, mm-hmm. which I fucking love. It's just, it's like amazing how Easter intertwined they stuff. are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Kinda. I think that'd be what it'd be, or yeah. like small like little if you, details. If you that, read one comic and you read the next one, and you you could spot things. So yeah, yeah I guess Easter eggs be. But if you solid. hadn't read the other one, you're not even gonna know or notice yeah. probably. No, I mean that you'd know it, like if you were to read the other ones. But it's not necessarily something that's it's that's canon. needed for the plot. Yeah, yeah, in that that line that arc. So I it's, like shit like that. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I mean the flashpoint series is is fantastic like i i love the flashpoint because it's a good view of the multiverse and how how they can change shit up like in that multiverse instead of bruce wayne's parents dying in the alley he dies in the alley so his dad becomes batman and his mom becomes joker and so like that's how they explain those characters changing because of one small little detail in the story you know like it's cool how they can do different things. And like like you said, just try, like throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love that idea. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I, the only reason I feel like it's lazy is because they use it a lot as a, a, a way to bring dead characters back. As a reset. Yeah. A hard reset. A hard reset. Yeah. Um, I do like what DC's doing with uh, Dr. Manhattan because they brought in the Watchmen into the DC universe. And actually, I found out that that actually explains the new 52. Yeah. So, Basically, Doctor Manhattan reset the universe. Yeah, he was out picking people out, and uh, it was really interesting. I watched a comic story and video on it, but apparently, people didn't like the New Fifty Two. Yeah, it was my first foray into actually reading graphic novels, so I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just haven't had the money to buy buy new ones yet. Yeah, I've read but, a couple. And I liked both. I don't know why I don't read more. Dude, they're they're fun. Yeah, I I got a pretty big collection. I actually just was going through my Amazon list the other day and realized I don't have issues four, five, and six of the Swamp Thing. Um, what the fuck is his name? It's not it's not Jeff Johns. Is God damn it! It was a Swamp Thing run from like the I think the eighties or the early nineties. And uh, I'll, I'm gonna pick those up next time I get the chance because I want to get through them. But I mean, there are so many that are people don't take it seriously because it's technically a comic book. But there are so mm-hmm. many that are just very great storytelling ones, yep. like even the ones that are outside of the the big Marvel and DC universes. Like I read this one, um, 
it's essentially the seven deadly sins are personified. Mm. And this dude is, his wife is about to give birth to like an angel, half angel, half human or some shit. And so the sins are trying to catch her and, and basically steal the baby. Yeah. So he goes to a hospital where she's, you know, going through labor pains and shit and lust comes in and makes everybody in the hospital start having an orgy and try to tackle this dude, take him out of the equation. Did Joss Whedon write this? (laughs) Right. But it's, it was just like, it was a really good story. You know, you know, and but I don't think it gets enough respect that it deserves because it comes across like, oh, that's childish. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sorry, just because it's not in fucking 400 pages of words doesn't mean it's should be discredited. Uh, I'm sorry, people. Do you think uh, Hank Pym slapping his wife's childish? <laughs> I mean, because that happens. That's domestic violence. Actually, but- <laughs> Billy at uh, work. Uh, Blake, he turned me on to graphic novels. Mm-hmm. I actually read the lock and key ones before, like three years ago or before something. Before the show? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. See, and I, I didn't even realize that was a graphic novel until the show came out. You mm-hmm. know? So there's a, there's a, um, the Umbrella Academy. That's yeah. a graphic novel too. Really? And that was also a, written by some like fucking emo rock band's lead singer too. <laughs> what does graphic novel mean? Comic. Like just it's a, a novel comic. with... with Okay. That's a a novel with I've never uh, heard it with called pictures. graphic novel though. That's the correct term. Yeah. I mean it's, it's the nerd. It's the uh, nerd. official term. <laughs> <laughs> Let me adjust the yeah. spectacles. Get my monocle going. <laughs> okay. Uh Why the Last Man is another one I read. He's the last man on earth and they're like all the women are like, Oh my god, we gotta fuck him or blah 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 and he's got a monkey and it's really fucking good yeah i mean they're they're great and that's the thing i love about the the swamp thing run that i'm reading it's like it's not your stereotypical superhero story it's more of a horror story than anything Mm -hmm. you know like because it's it's a weird like this dude essentially is killed but his essence is absorbed by the plants and he becomes a plant person so he thinks he's still Alec Holland, but he's not Alec Holland. There's no Alec Holland left in him whatsoever. So it's 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 interesting to read it, and like the Punisher ones are really good too. Deadpool's funny as fuck. Always like I I love the Deadpool <laughs> series. I do uh, think yeah. the next one I'm gonna get is the Miles Morales runs. Mm-hmm. Just fucking watching it every fucking day, dude. He's a he's a fucking great character. Like I'm so sick of. Pu- peter parker spider-man Me like i'm too. just i'm over it we don't need another S- peter parker spider-man we've gotten 16 of those fucking movies <laughs> give us miles morales give us the spider-man 2099 where he's like a latino dude mm-hmm. I, I i know nothing about that one but i'd be more interested in that than peter parker and fucking mary jane <laughs> me too <laughs> you know, i'm so over that for shit. the fourth time yeah for the 50th time fuck the fourth time <laughs> although i do like the the newer ones uh, I'm, I'm a fan Tom, of the Tom Holland one. Tom Holland is good as Spider-Man. I will give him that. Like I haven't seen any of his standalone ones, but him in the uh, the MCU is is fantastic. Yeah. He plays that childish or like kind of naive. Yeah, teen high school mm-hmm. Peter Parker very well. I will give him that. But I I'm just I'm so over Peter Parker as a character. I'm over it, dude. Even how good the Spider-Man game was, like I don't care anymore. Yeah. I don't care about that narrative. Oh, Uncle Ben, boo fucking who. Don't you <laughs> say that. Yeah. With great power. So, uh, switch gears a little bit. <laughs> I was watching uh, a, a review of the, Mar- the Avengers game, and it got me thinking about uh, enemy design, like enemy design and mission design. 
And Blake can actually get in on this because the division is along the lines of what I, I, I mean when I say enemy design. Like in the division, you have the tanks with the fucking Gatlin guns. You have the, the fucking tanks with the sledgehammers. Mm. It's uh, How do you guys think you make a, uh, a games-as-a-service type game but not have it be bullet-spongy or the missions feel repetitive? First of all, I want to say, what is everybody's backgrounds in games? Like, what were your favorite games growing up? Uh, like, growing up or now? <laughs> growing up. Because so, uh, I honestly, feel like this, is, this gives you an insight into, besides, like, sports games. Like, I was to, a platformer. Yeah, so along the, along the lines platformer? of... <laughs> so Madden. I like that joke. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like Castlevania or, like... Mario. Metroid. I was like a... Sega, uh, Contra. I was a Contra guy. Earthworm Jim. Uh, Earthworm Jim. Toe Jam and Earl. Toe oh, Jam and Earl. Mr. Yes. Sonic. Captain Boogerman or whatever. Um, just Boogerman. Oh, is it just Boogerman? Just Boogerman. My bad. Uh, what else did we play? Put Mortal Kombat, Street <laughs> Fighter. Uh, what was the one you could do like 75 fucking hit combos? Marvel uh, vs. Capcom. Oh, no, no. no. Basic Instinct? No. Nope. Yes. Basic Instinct. <laughs> Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct. Killer. <laughs> it's a movie. Yeah, you're thinking of Sharon Stone's yeah. pussy in that yeah. one. Um, that is also a 75-hit combo. We played, <laughs> we played a lot of fucking like Mario Party, <laughs> Bomberman. Yes. Um, a lot of fucking Bomberman and Mario Party. If you want to find out what else Blake's played, check out his wiki page. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, but yeah, but that's like, what I played. Okay, so my point was like, like you played a lot of Metal Gear mm-hmm. in your quote unquote coming of age years with video games. Oh yeah, I beat that like you four were, times. You were already out of video games at that point. Yeah. So you played a lot of Metal, metal Gear. I played Final Fantasy. What was your Zelda, Halo, Zelda, Halo? Okay, so. I think coming into this question, it's kind of important because coming in from the Final Fantasy JRPG side of things, the enemies are so fucking repetitive in that games, it never bothered me. So as long as the gameplay is good, I don't give a shit what the enemy looks like. Or story, right? Uh, the stories were great in Final Fantasy. Story, if the story captivates you, the oh, enemies okay. could be I easy th- as fuck, right? Yeah, I thought you were saying the other way. I was like, I was going <laughs> to no. say, don't you fucking trash Final Fantasy story. <laughs> I love the stories in those games, <laughs> yeah. but the gameplay is boring as fuck to me. See, yeah, I don't like Yeah, see, I would never in a minute. Like, have, I've watched my sister play it for two minutes. I don't want to play turn-based. Final Fantasy 16 just got mm-hmm. revealed at the PlayStation conference. Yep. It looks like Devil May Cry, and it bums me out. It looks like 15... Was Which fifteen was story. the worst? Yeah, I bought it. it was and I was like, the Fuck. worst. <laughs> it was the the worst, the worst, the worst. I I, I could not get into it. I I hundred percented it just because I'm a Final Fantasy stan. It's just slow. And then well, they okay. quote unquote fixed the ending, and so I went back and beat it in like six hours, and still couldn't get into it. Damn. In the, the platform, the ending was bad. In the platforms, the boss is kind of repetitive. Because it's the same boss, just a different level, mm-hmm. and you're still doing the same thing. Depending, some of them, some of them, they do switch it up and make it more interesting. Like you, know? you can find a pattern, right? Right, 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 to beat right. it. But like as far as games like the Division, the the ver- when I say I guess uh, when I'm thinking about enemy variety, I'm thinking about tactics. 
Like what enemies make you do different things to beat them? Their mechanics. Okay. And and there is, there's elements of that in like turn-based and Final Fantasy games. So like if I can just. Division's the only one I can think of that's different that I've played. Yeah. And see, that's, uh, you got the, the, the better version of the division as far as character design. Because in the original one, like their tanks just looked like they were wearing clothes, street clothes like us. Uh, Whereas so in good. this one, they're wearing like full they're body armor juggernauts. And, and shit like that. Armor yeah. breaks off, which so I thought was an improvement. Division like a shooter to where you lean around the corner and then hide it's a cover based shooter. Up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a third person cover. Yeah, okay. Gears of War style. Yeah, looter Kinda. shooter. Yeah. Um, but the thing I don't like about the division is their mission design. Mm-hmm. It's go yes. here, kill this guy. Go here, kill this guy. Go here, kill the boss. Yeah, that the the enemy types are varied enough that I, it I didn't get tired of the mission type mm-hmm. for a while, but eventually I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, just I want to do something different. Yeah, well, yeah, defend something. Maybe they're fucking fast. Maybe they're doing yeah. that so you get familiar with that side of the map. Oh, it's it's a it's a farming game. <laughs> if you you got to do the missions multiple times to do it anyway. So and that's like something that. I didn't know going in. Well, like yeah. I thought it was okay. I'm gonna do it this one time. I'm at this level. <laughs> nope. And I'm never gonna do that again. Nope. And then it was like I would start the game over again, and then it would be a whole new day, and I have to go right back to what I just did. Yes, I'm not a big welcome fan to the grind. Yeah, yeah. like and nah. that's what games of a ser- as a service are. are. They want to keep you there. Essentially, the loot's supposed to be the carrot on the stick. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was texting... Uh, it's the same thing with, like, Borderlands. Yeah. You know, it's like, exactly like that. Yeah, it's because it, that's your the days, exact same design. Your weeklies. Yeah. It, you, you run in, you kill the boss, try and get the loot, restart, start again, you know. And that's what's what I like about Call of Duty is you don't have to do all that shit, but you, you can still play the off. game off. You can, yeah, you can still play the game and enjoy it. Cause I, like you said, y'all, I'm doing my dailies. I'm doing all this. I'm doing all that. It's like, bro, I haven't done one fucking yeah. daily thing on that game. Yo, I hop in hot drops. Yeah, if that's like, one of my daily. So be that's, it. that's, <laughs> that's what's happening. See, I only give a shit about them. One, if it's a call sign or emblem or spray that I give a shit about and two, if it's something that isn't easily attainable. Like I had one that yesterday it was destroy 15 vehicles. I'm not going to try and get that because I don't fucking play that way. You know, <laughs> like, so I just screw that. Even though the call sign was pretty dope, I'm not going to worry about I'm it. I'm more intrigued with the mechanics of that game than what the game can do for me as far as equipping or like editing my gun or throwing this cool ass skin on my gun or this operator has this cool ass fucking uh bro mine's dope the ghillie suit and that devil mask i don't give a shit <laughs> like that like that. i'm more worried like i'm more into okay how do i get my gun to fucking not jump so much how do i get my kd above the, 10. yeah three? you know yeah like yeah. i'm more intrigued by that than the other shit yeah uh, and see, like, it's just the, again, coming from the JRPG background, the Final Fantasy background, I'm a completionist. So if you give me a million things to do in a game, I'm going to try and complete all a million things. Ah, man, you lost. You lose <laughs> me, bro. Like, okay, give me the main. What, what am I supposed to fucking do? Let's do it. 
I'm going to play the game until I fucking hate it because I've played it so much. That's, that's the way I go into any game like that. Like, like I said, I'm playing 2K20 right now. There's a trophy for getting the whatever God tier collector it is. You have to collect like 2,700 cards in my team mode. I'm at 400, like 450, and I'm still trying to get there. Mm. 2K21 has come out already. <laughs> that game is dead now. It's essentially non-existent in the, the, the sports game world, and I'm still trying to get those cards. Well, I, I guess I, could, I shouldn't say that because there was this one radical that I wanted for this. Uh, the blue dot. The blue dot. Well, and see, that's And I though. had to fucking do all this bullshit just to get it. And I'm so glad I got it. And now. see, that's that's part of the free to play model, which I don't have a problem with. But in games like uh, Warframe, for example, mm-hmm. like I was telling Jed, um, the reason I don't I didn't think I would like uh, the Avengers game to begin with was because of the uh, lack of customization. Like you can't, your gear has no impact on how you look. It doesn't change your appearance at all. No, mm-hmm. you have to buy skins to do that. And for someone like me who who just okay missions repetitive whatever i at least need to be able to change my character up yeah so that way it feels fresh to me yeah and that's why i love to warframe because you could i see what customize just about every fucking thing on your on your warframe Mm -hmm. even though i'm not really gonna like doing these missions at least let me make my character look cool so when while i'm doing it i enjoy doing right like i look like a badass even though i'm just running from point a to point b and all you did was put on timberlands instead of nike (laughs) (laughs) essentially yeah yeah. my closest space version of that but yes it's that's that's so enemy design back the enemy and mission design Mm -hmm. the to me the most important is mission design right like if you the thing because i i thoroughly enjoyed the division the first playthrough I sold it after about a month because the point A to point B mission design for every fucking mission was too much. Um, whereas Borderlands, yes, 99% of the loot grind is that, but their missions are so varied. Like there's fetch quests. There's uh, uh what's it called when you got to escort missions. There's, there's a good balance in what you were doing. You know what I mean? But are the- are those the main missions, though? Those they're, are some... they're side quests. Okay. All, the division has main... different side quests. Yeah. But like as far as main missions, they're all the same. Yeah. And I don't necessarily like that. Most of the Borderlands main missions yeah. are point A to point B, kill a boss, move on. But Borderlands had like interesting loot. Interesting. Like, okay, I can fucking... I'll, I'll run this shit, get that gun. Granted, they say there's a bazillion guns and there's like 16 guns. Yeah. I mean the good That's guns. Close. The good guns. There's like sixteen. Most of the rest of them are the same shit, which is a different skin or it's a different. slightly different uh, uh, ability that they yeah. do. D- they do different damage. Yeah, it's 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 not really. There's not really a big difference in the guns, and which is the main selling point of the Borderlands games. The but the good things about the Borderlands game is number one, they're funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, if if you can entertain me in their story, like Chris said. That's going to be the first thing. If you can hook me with that, it doesn't matter what else. Because 99% of the games I play now, I play with muted with the subtitles on because I don't give a shit about the story. I just want to play the game. 
Uh, so if you can hook me with your story, you got me there. Then the, on top of that, the gameplay and, and the variety of missions to do, again, coming from that completionist background, I want to do all the side quests. I'm that guy in Skyrim who I put 140 hours into Skyrim and haven't gotten past the fourth main mission. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have never beaten Skyrim. <laughs> I have never beaten Skyrim, and I've put 140 hours into that game. I'm that guy. By the way, that's, that's kind of how, how Cyberpunk's going to be. There's going to be a lot of main missions to do as an RPG. Well, there's two things I'd, looking back at it, I haven't played, I haven't even started the division because the Call of Duty has consumed my life. Mm-hmm. But, which I got to say, I'm not impressed with Black Ops. Yeah. I'm not. Oh. Um, two things I did I don't like about the division. One is how complex it is. If you if you've never played the game, you you know, you get thrown into it. Mm-hmm. There's like there's so much going on in that game. Which I will give you it's overwhelming <laughs> at first, but you give it a couple it hours is, and it's it easy is. to pick up. And then I was the same way when he, you showed me the first one. It's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but once I started playing it, it clicked really quick. And then, like, the second thing is looting so much in that game. It's like, loot here, loot here, loot here. And it's like, do you want me to loot all this shit and run and try to kill these dudes? Or do you want me to just go and kill these dudes? But then I'm going to be missing out on shit. Now, see, like, that's the thing. It's like, you don't just... Get the loot, look at it, then do the mission. Just pick it up, do the mission, look at it afterwards. Mm-hmm. When you have the downtime, when you're not yeah. under. Yeah, this. but I I want to know what I got right now. I mean, that's on you. Then. <laughs> that's not the game's fault. <laughs> well, th- I'm just saying though, you don't need one million loot boxes around the fucking street, like two no. feet apart. You do. <laughs> it's that dopamine hit when you yeah. pull something orange. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I yeah. don't need it. See, or, see so you haven't. You've, those exotics. You're, you're you're still technically a newbie. I am. Video games, <laughs> so you don't know that dopamine hit. That's my one rush for the day. Yeah, I do. Every time Jake played loop. with me, he got fucking exotics. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get shit. <laughs> First mission of the day, killed the boss. Boom, exotics. Like, all right, I'm, I like this. I'm playing with you more. <laughs> but as, I kind of bring this up because I one, I watched that video. Yeah. Two, I thinking about what I want and don't want out of the Suicide Squad game. Mm-hmm. And mission design is part of the reason why the Division wore on me. Yeah. The difference between the Division and Warframe is there's more direction in the Division, but in Warframe there's more mission variety, mm-hmm. more weapon variety, more just characters essentially. And it felt fr- you can make it feel fresh by switching to somebody else, playing a different mission, not having to play fucking point A to point B. Yeah, and there hasn't really been a uh, a games of a service uh, game. game. Yeah, game come out that's that's fully done, had a great story, had great mission design, and had great uh, uh, enemies. Like it's it's either. They have a great enemy design, shit story, cool loot, mm-hmm. or they have uh, great story. cool story, uh, shitty enemies design and eh, loot. Yeah, like Anthem. Mm-hmm. It looked like a cool story. It looks awesome. Yeah. Loot was shit. Yeah, 
Like I don't I don't understand how well, it's so hard to I, find a balance. I think with that. the loot was shit, the mission variety was shit, and the story was shit. Yeah, that's true. I think Anthem just failed on all three. Go here, stand there. here for fifteen seconds. I mean, I understand that there has to be certain borderline missions. Mm-hmm. Like go defend this point, defend this person. But I don't I don't know what types of missions people are wanting. Because you hear it all the time, like, oh, the missions just weren't didn't have much variety. Like, but what other kinds of missions can you have besides I mean, go here, shoot this, go here, protect this person, but then, go here, hold that at, point? But then at the same time, like you think about that and and GTA is able to do it. Granted, that's a single player game, but they're able to, to vary their missions so much that nothing ever really feels stale in a GTA single player game. Granted, I haven't played online that much, but even that, like, it's it's interesting enough. You can do whatever you want because it's basically a living world when whatever server you're on. But uh, so you have games like in single player games, like GTA gets all this praise for its story design. Ghost of Tsushima is getting a lot of praise for its story design. Uh, Spider Man got a lot of praise for its story design. So you have the capabilities in these single player games. You can take aspects from that and work it into these games as a service games and find a way to make it work. I just don't think they want to. I think they're focusing so much on the service aspect of it to try and funnel money out of people that they they neglect the enemy design, the mission design, the story of it, which I have heard the Avengers story is pretty great. And what I've watched of it so far, I've enjoyed I like that they made Miss Marvel the the main focus of the story instead of any of the other Avengers and kind of worked all of them into it. Uh, I like the interactions that she has. I, I've only gotten up to where they've reconnected with Iron Man. So between Bruce, Hulk, her, and, and Iron Man, the interactions are all fucking great. So I, I don't think they neglected with the story on... Avengers, but they didn't neglect on the enemy design because it gets repetitive as fuck. I mean, you're fighting the same, but at the same time, like they can't kill anybody. So you have to fight robots in that game. You know, like you can't, you literally can't find anything else unless it's a main supervillain. So is this game like turtle style where it's like beat them up? It is a beat them up. Yeah. Yeah. It's got like capture this point, uh, kill this enemy. No, it's, it's third person. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can, I've heard it compared five. to De- Destiny a lot. Okay. In that that uh review by Skill Up, he <laughs> he does this joke where he calls things in uh Avengers things that they are in Destiny because yeah. it's, it's it really is just a cut fucking cookie cutter paste, yeah. which I guess isn't a bad thing. Yeah. But you got to execute it. Yeah. You got to find a way to make it work. You know, and like I said there's there's all these Cases is single player. God of War is another one that gets high praise. And it was, I'd never got bored with God of War. And there are some quests in God of War that are extremely similar to each other. They should feel boring, but they're not because of how they executed it. it also, the enemy design. The enemy design is Except fantastic. for that ogre thing, which is repetitive as it, fuck. It is repetitive, but each one feels different some slightly. Yeah. Because they, they found a way to, even though, yes, it technically is the same enemy every time you're fighting it, they found a way to switch up the attack patterns or the attack moves or, mm-hmm. you know, just slight little details that you can tweak that, yeah, you're fighting the same fucking thing, ogre every time, but it's it, it behaves differently or mm-hmm. it, it does different 
ways. One, you one's know? ice, one's fire. Yeah, whatever. It has different elements. Like they they made it interesting enough that I wanted to go. Like the Valkyries are the most egregious of that. The Valkyries all fight the same way, but they increase in difficulty. And so it becomes more of a challenge. By the time you get to the last one, you feel fucking accomplished beating all of them. And it was worth beating all of them because that last one was so fucking hard. You know, so there are ways that you can tweak it and make it but interesting the, and fun. The God of War, like creators, I guess, that wasn't like a money, uh, no. a, a goal to get the money. It was a goal to make a great fucking game. Yeah. And that's the thing. Is and that's, that's how you make good shit. It's but they, go hand, they should go hand in hand. Mm hmm. You make a great game, you're going to get money. You're going to get money. Yeah. You make Look a shit game, you're going to get money up front, maybe, but no more after that. Yeah. And people will just say this game's garbage, yeah. even though they spent money on your game. Yeah. And then, like I told Jed, where if you have a great game, word of mouth. Yeah. You don't have to fucking advertise. And look, right. at, look at Spider-Man. Spider-Man has gotten hella praise. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are stoked for the Miles Morales one. Like, Spider-Man literally sold PS4s by itself, which is shocking. You know, yeah. but that game was fantastic. I had a blast with that game. And, 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 and there's a lot of missions in that game. Almost all the side quests, like when you're doing the, 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 what the fuck is it? Green Goblin's son. What's his name? Hobgoblin? Oh, uh, Harry. Yeah. Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn. Mm. Yeah. When you're doing the Harry Osborn missions, they are all the same mission at different parts of the city but they was still fun doing every single one of them. Like it's, so there are ways that you can do it and make it work. It's just these games as a service games don't want to do that. They want to, they want to siphon every fucking cent they can out of you. Yep. You know? I've been contemplating playing that still cause I haven't, but the Spider-Man. Yeah. It's great. I've Play heard it. it's great, but I everybody. haven't played it. It's just like from the outside. I'm like, it looks like Arkham Knight, but it's Spider-Man. You swing and web instead yeah, of beat I, them up. I call it that too. It, you, you can't, the feel of the swinging is they nailed it. Okay. They, they, they literally nailed it. I mean, it, I had more fun just traversing the city than I've had in ev any so other being game I've ever played. Just yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking blast. You, they literally added buttons so you can like do flips and like tricks and shit when you're flying mm -hmm. through the air. Like it, that's, it's fun as shit. It's that game deserves every second of praise that it gets. That, that was a, one of my favorite PS4 games. God of War is a close second. God of War is great too. If you haven't played that, play it. I, I highly recommend those two games. I'm about halfway through that, but I've but I struggle finishing shit. Yeah, I'm also <laughs> a huge God of War fan. I've beaten every God of War game. Like I love that story. I love that narrative. Yeah, Even I love PS that they're. I, well, they ported them over. Oh, yeah. Yuck. So they did that with Metal Gear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I like I like that they're going into North Norse mythology. Uh, I like that they, the, the fucking, the earth serpent whose name is Jorman Gonder, Jorman Gonder uh, is fucking great. Uh, I, I love the giant mythology. The only thing that pissed me off about the God of War game, boy, no, boy. Th that was hilarious. I loved boy. boy. This shit gets old, boy. <laughs> Come here, boy. I had a running joke with my girlfriend at the time about boy. It was so funny. But anyway, like the only thing that pissed me off about that game is when you go into where you can travel between the realms. Mm -hmm. There's like nine of them and you can only go to four. So there's all these other realms that it's uh, like, Oh, this feels like it's going to be DLC. And they just, no, they're going to be in the next game. You know, they're there, but they're, you're never going to see them in, in this God of war. That's the only thing that pissed me off about that game, which I, it is, it's not that big a deal. Cause they didn't try to steal your money and get DLC yeah, out. Of right. You. You know? I mean, they just put the tip in. 
You'll get the rest of the shaft here in a bit. Yeah. I mean, we got six games out of the the fucking Sparta mythology. It got to work. I, I will gladly pay for more, especially North Norse mythology. Got to work. Fuck yes. Bring it on. Uh, Bromir, Bormir, Bormir. He was fucking dope as an antagonist in that game. Was it Bormir? It's Bormir. That sounds like a Game of Thrones, dude. Is that the stranger? Yeah, the yeah. stranger. Like that's right. That f- that first I fight. Can't oh my feel god! Pain. He's just laughing as you're fucking smashing his head against <laughs> the rock. He's he's great as an antagonist. Uh, uh Balder. Balder. Balder's the name of the dude. Yeah, I guess it is Balder. Yeah, Boromir sounds like a fucking Lord of the Rings dude. <laughs> yeah, I think it, that is that is definitely a Lord of the Rings. Dude, <laughs> like you're saying it. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. It's still, that's rooted in Norse mythology, so. <laughs> and one of these times we'll have to talk about my uh, my fatigue of all these Norse mythology RPGs. Dude, I'll fuck with them heavy. Like, IV that shit in my veins. Yeah, I love Give me Norse some African mythology. mythology. Like, that's me, true. I'll take a, any of it. Give me, me some black native. RPG, dude. Give me, give me some native mythology. Nah, fuck them. <laughs> they got casinos, bro. <laughs> Good enough. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, like one of my f- favorite games in in middle school was Dynasty Warriors, just because of, and that's based on like some mm-hmm. fucking Asian fantasy mythology. You know? through shit. Yeah, but like I love that shit. Like I, I, I will take any of that mythology shit. I don't care where mm-hmm. what fucking region is from. I'm definitely tired of Greek and Roman. Uh, I'm over that shit. Like I'm ready for Norse. I'm ready for African. Like you said, native. Give me any of it, any anything outside of Greek and Roman. Mm-hmm. Let's let's move past that. I'm I'm tired of hearing about all that shit. I wonder why they don't do African is because they don't want to make money off of a third world country. I I think it's because they don't have a written history. It's more oral. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's it's harder to do shit. Like there's a there's a reason they don't do a lot of like Irish mythology because Irish mythology is pretty fascinating too. But it's mostly oral traditions, so hmm. a lot of the shit gets lost over the years. And it could just be that, you know, story writers are racist too. Who knows? <laughs> Not Hollywood. Hollywood never. <laughs> uh so there. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh episode one sixty two is in the books. <clears throat> Next episode, we doing Chris's Chris's album. I don't know, are we? Sure. Mercules. Cole. Cole. Oh, yeah, I uh, thought that was his whole, that was his name, but the album's Cole. I wanted to say dope. Both. This whole oh, week I've it? it's his real first name. Oh. Yeah. Okay. This whole week I've been like, I know it's Mercules, what fucking album is it? Dope? <laughs> is it dope? No, it's not dope. What the fuck is it? So Cole. I was cl- kinda close. It's yep. short little four letter four word. Letter. <laughs> so <laughs> and I was off by one letter on the first. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm taking that as a win. Anyway, episode 162 is in the book, ladies and gentlemen. Next week we're re- reviewing Mercury's Coal. So for Jed, Chris, Jake, Blake, we're Broke Dude Podcast. We'll see you in a couple weeks. <laughs>